Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. This, 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 is, 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 Fight Disciples. We are gathered here today for the Fight Disciples, UFC and Boxing Talk. Welcome to episode 145 of the Fight Disciples podcast. This one dedicated to the world of boxing. And if you've only just stumbled across us, uh, you can subscribe to this nonsense that we spout out on a week-to-week basis uh, via our website, fightdisciples.com. Uh, you can also get us on social media, at Fight Disciples, on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. There's loads going on there this week as we build up towards AJ in Cardiff. Uh, and there's also stuff on there if you're a big fan of the UFC, because one of our hot prospects, Darren Till's done something quite amazing, uh, which you should be able to hear on our UFC show. Uh, but you'll also be able to watch it on our Facebook page, because he was in our studio this week and we did a little bit of Facebook Live with him. So make sure you're across all our social media platforms as well. Now, we've got quite a lot to talk about uh, because we were in Belfast at the weekend. Uh, My hot prospect of the year as well became British champion in Jack Cattrall. Nothing to do with the name clash. Uh, And there was also some amazing fights in the World Boxing Super Series. All that is going to get covered uh, in the next hour. So make sure you stick with us. However, as ever on this show, we do like to do a little bit of housekeeping. We like to get our personal lives just out of the way, nice right at the start of the uh, session. Uh, just so then we can crack on with the actual boxing talk. And I just, I've just i got a bone to pick, not necessarily with Nick, actually, this week, which is unusual, uh, because it's normally Nick that I'm giving shit to. I'm giving shit to you, yeah. All you that have been listening to me on another platform, then tweeting Tony Bellew to tell him that I've been hanging out with David Ayer. <laughs> I've seen that, yeah. Right? Yes, I was asked to do an interview with David Ayer. <laughs> I went to do the interview with David Ayer because I'm a professional. That's how I roll, Nick, all right? I went and did the interview. Tom was not talking to you. He messaged me and he said, next time I'm in the studio, make sure that cattle's nowhere near it. Well, I kind of, do you know something? I kind of enjoyed chatting today. He was quite relaxed. Easy now. No, listen, it was all good. I I treat people how they treat me and he was was absolutely (laughs) top class. Bought me a coffee, you know. There you go. Bomber's never done that. Yeah. Listen, Bomber, if you're listening to the show. It's easily bought. I it? want a Costa next time you <laughs> yeah, come in here, son. some donuts in that's it. All, that's all I need. That's, all, that's, all, that's how I roll, mate. Actually, you know what? I'm trying to think back. Oh, no, 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 no. I get, the Bomber bought me a very expensive bottle of champagne on my wedding day. Actually, I'll give that one away. But I did get... I did have a few drinks, didn't I, with David Hay a few years ago as well? Yeah, you've been on the bed. Hang on, that's another thing, right? People don't know this. I sat in a studio in a professional entity, did an interview. We talked about, obviously, a show on Friday night, and we did a little bit for the Fight Disciples for when we preview Bomber versus Hay 2, all right? Mm-hmm. So that you'll hear that in the build-up to that coming up in December, okay? So that's that. Professional thinking of the show. Yes, okay, there might be a bit of arse licking because he's bigger than me, but, you know, he was professional. Yeah. This clown, he's been on a bend around Liverpool with him, and your sunshine. <laughs> it, was, it wasn't recently, it was a few years ago now. He was oh, in distance but, yourself, uh, distance yourself now, yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to think what, what fight it was he was in Liverpool for, but he was here, he was he was promoting at the time, it was Haymaker Promotions, and they'd done a show in Liverpool. Pretty sure David Price was on the bill, 
Um, and then afterwards, we end up going round for a few drinks in town, bit of a relaxation. You took him out. You took him out round. Took Liverpool. him round to a few Didn't bars. You? Yeah, Didn't yeah, you? yeah. We ended up in a in a decent bar in Liverpool, and uh, actually, yeah, we were out in this bar, and there's only me, hey, and uh, a, a, a friend of mine, actually, Elliot Wassell, a journalist. Uh, he was there as well. And we were having a David had put you know some nice. Vodka and stuff on the table. He doesn't really drink, David. I certainly didn't then. But we're having a few drinks and we're getting, you know, we're getting people coming up and saying hello and whatever else. And Klingon, and, uh, you're a Klingon. You're a David Klingon. Klingon no, for that. I, was, I was out with him. No, no, you were Klingon. I wasn't on. Klingon. On. People you, were Klingon you were picking, to us. You were picking up his scraps. People, people were, were Klingon, doing, weren't you? <laughs> people were Klingon. Listen, David, they have some pretty decent. He does scraps, have some decent scraps. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he does. He does well. But uh, I'll, I'll never forget because actually this is hilarious. I'll never forget because uh, at one point I moved away from the table, whether I was going to loo or whatever it was, and uh, the barman stopped me. And and say, hey, hey mate, that's uh, such and such in it. And I went, yeah, yeah, it's you know. And he went, yeah, yeah, the boxer in it, the boxer. And I went, yeah, 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 yeah. And he went, oh, when he won that Olympic gold medal. And I was like, what? <laughs> no, no word of a lie. This happened. No word of a lie. I went, what? I looked at him and I went, e- no, no, e- world championship silver. I think it was. Um, he-, he didn't win. No, no, he did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember it. Yeah, Sydney wasn't it? Audley <sighs> Allison, man, he's changed the game. <laughs> I swear to God, I swear to God, I didn't, and I'm just pulling that story out because of my value allegiances, that shit really happened, and I, did, I didn't have the heart to tell David, obviously. The dorm, the, 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 the been guy VIP'd behind, everywhere, so the guy behind like, the bar, in a bar in thought Liverpool, thought he was Audley Harrison. <laughs> there you go, there's the comeback. Travesty. Mm. Have you seen um, that uh, flight that was on, by the way, back from Belfast? Don't talk to me about flights. Mate. Well, don't fucking talk to me about flights. Um, make sure you subscribe to our podcast. Even if you're not into UFC, you're going to have to listen to the start of, to, of, the, of the UFC show. All right, It's available now on your subscription feed. Make sure you subscribe via our website, fightdisciples.com. There's a cracking story that Nick's going to tell us all about flights. But I've got an interesting one regarding flights as well. I put a video on the um, Oh, was this the one with the, uh, with, the, with the turbulence? Well, let's put it this Collar. way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shit himself. Well... The reason why he shit himself is because we had a few beers the night before, right? So, the, so imagine, not we didn't go heavy. We just had a couple. We sat in the hotel lobby. We've had a nice little drinky poos. This we've is got, you, Colin, and Jamie Moore, is it? Yeah, we've had a little bit of a drink the night before. Gone to bed nice and early. Got up and had a breakfast, right? Now, we've got an early morning flight back from Belfast, back to Manchester. And I'll tell you something, it we're on one of them chicken chaser uh, type flights. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. The propeller one. Mate, yeah, proper propeller job. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, and, and Storm Bryan's knocking about, isn't he? Yeah, Storm yeah. Bryan's having a right old time of it in Northern Ireland, is the kid. <laughs> Little puddle jumpers. We, we ju- honestly, the takeoff was horrendous. And I thought, can't get worse than that. The landing, go and have a look at my, my personal social media on Twitter, at Adam Catterall, right? There's a video of Crawler nearly spewing up all over the plane. <laughs> Watch this. Oh, mate, it was the most horrendous thing I've ever been involved in the in my entire thing, life. There's no use of talking about how bad it is. Crawler's obviously in bits. Yeah, yeah. You know, he's, he's literally thinking, this is me gone. This, yeah. is how I'm, this is how my life ends. Yeah, yeah. But on the video, the t- it doesn't actually look that bad, the turbulence. I don't know whether your hand's, like, going with the bouncing or what, but it doesn't really look... Because um, I was watching it going... God, look at these Manchester pussies, do you know what I mean? Man up, Williams, come on. Look at you. Man eh? up. Pulling rank now for the M62 but Massive. It must, it must have been bad, though, I'm sure. You yeah, know. it would have been. To be fair, Jamie Moore, we're loving it. He was absolutely... Was he? Yeah, he was creasing himself. <laughs> but Crawler, 
doesn't fly well, does he? He's like B.A. Baracus. We're going to have to put some drugs in his milk to get, to get him in a plane next time. He can get me no plane. That now, I figured out now why he only fights in Manchester, because yeah. he, he can't travel anywhere else. You don't like it. <laughs> anyway, on that, did you manage to catch most of uh, the Belfast card? I watched all of Belfast. I watched all of Leeds. I watched, oh, and I can't wait to get onto it, World Boxing Super Series mm. as well. Tremendous. Well, let's talk about uh, where I was at the weekend. The main event was obviously Ryan Burnett, uh, Zanet Zakiyanov. Told you, we knew it was going to be a fight. We said on the show last week, it's a fight, a proper fight. However, right, my observations, and I haven't watched it back on the TV, I'm only going off what I saw in the arena on the night. Yeah. yeah. That fight was back to front, mate. It, for me, it was back to front because Ryan Burnett traded early. I expected him to be on his back foot, on his toes, pop, yeah. pop, 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 pop. Zanet, obviously, we know how he fights, very yeah. similar to his trainer, Ricky Atten. Wants to get on your chest, wants to throw a lot of big bombs on the inside and, and really rough you up a little bit. Yeah, don't get me wrong, he can fight, but he wants he wants a fight rather than a boxing match. That's right. And I anticipated first six rounds, Ryan to be quite comfortable, maybe 4-2 or 5-1 ahead, something like that, yep. by the sixth Footwork round. Footwork and, and, and slick shots. Absolute. That's exactly what I anticipated in the first half of the fight and yep. then Zanet to drag him into deep waters in the second half of the fight. But for me, as I observed it in the arena... It was totally the other way around. Early yeah. doors in the first six rounds, it were a scrap. It was yeah, like, yeah. oh, all right, he's, what the fuck is he doing? These tactics are all wrong. Zanet's going to absolutely murder him here. Yeah, yeah. But he toughed it out. He showed some massive balls, did Ryan Burnett, let me tell you. And then by the time it got to round six, it was like Zanet's heart had gone, fucking hell, I can't get rid I, I just can't get do, doing my thing with this kid. I can't do it. And then mm-hmm. right then is his elite boxing, his Adam Booth style boxing. Takes took over, yeah. I personally thought took over and absolutely put on a school in that last six rounds. I don't know what it looked like yeah. on the TV, but that's um, how I observed it. What, watching it on TV, I thought it was closer than that. I didn't think it Burnett was that far ahead. Um, obviously, the, I think some of the judges' scores were a little bit off. Uh, it was they were a, unfair. They were unfair on Zanet. I yeah. personally, I still had him. It I was had a split him. decision, wasn't it? Did one of, one of the judges have Zanet, or was it unanimous? It was unanimous. It was I, unanimous. Had, I had one sixteen, one twelve. Is what I had. Yeah, Jay, I think Jamie I had was by... sat next to me. He had it by seven. I think Ant had it by seven as well. So they were, yeah, they, yeah. they were now, kind of in favour. Of course, I had it by about. Two, don't get me wrong. I thought Burnett won. Yeah, um, but I thought he only won by two or three rounds. So it wasn't that far ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I thought I, I did score some of the rounds early on to Zanet. I was like, you. I was watching it, going, "What the fuck are you doing?" Yeah, yeah. You're fighting this kid's game. This is what he wants. You, you're fighting him. But then it got midway through and he never wilted. He just kept going. I was like, Fair play, shit, man. man, credit to you. Yeah. Credit to you. You're beating Zanet at Zanet's game. Yeah, yeah. You're breaking his heart and now you're doing what you want to do in the exactly, second half. Exactly, yeah. To, which was a complete the opposite because we thought, as you say, Burnett was going to box his socks off. Zanet would get to him. He'd start tiring and then he'd be hanging on down the stretch. But to get in there and go, you know what? You're all saying this guy's fucking made of steel and he's going to keep... what? Okay, watch this. Mm. Watch how big my balls are. The, the thing is as well, speaking to him after the fight, it wasn't a plan. The plan was exactly what we said. Yeah, so, yeah. so what we thought was going to happen, that was the plan. Outbox him and then you might have to tough it out later on. Yeah. But in that first round, Zanet comes at him so fast... He himself switched the game plan. That just proves the ring IQ of Ryan Burnett because at the moment what he's thinking is, well, I can't get, I can't take that half step can't back. Can't get the room yet. I can't take that half step back to keep him on the end of my jab because he's just relentless. He keeps coming forward. So I thought, right, okay, then I'll show him. I'm going to have to give him something in order to put this kid off. Mm-hmm. Ryan Burnett, fair play, mate, for taking that risk and then delivering on that. Yeah, yeah. You know, becoming the first ever, uh, well, first unified champion doing it in Belfast. That is absolutely sensational. Historical night for him. And the, and the future, 
is, well, it's in his hands now. You know it's what I mean? There's some, yeah. there's some great fights in that bantamweight division. We've got yeah. Tete. We've obviously got uh, our boy Paul Butler. Butler. We've got McDonald. Uh, when he if he comes through his solace fight, mm-hmm. Jesus Christ, man! There's some unbelievable fights there. Unreal, yeah. It's really litter, litter blue touch paper. And Zan will come again as well. You know, Zan, it's fucking not going anywhere. Um, I, you know, hopefully he was well paid for that fight, a unification fight going to Belfast as well. I think the venue played a big role because yeah. I think that helped. That bayonet was like, this is fucking my house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you ain't taking this off me Crawler in syndrome. my house. Crawler syndrome, yeah. Exactly, yeah. It was just like, it, it, he was out there to prove he had the metal to get through it. We know he's got the skills. You know, we've seen the skills in the past. I was... I thought we'd see more of him when he won the title against Lee Haskins, but for me, the fact that Haskins got injured in yeah. that fight overshadowed it, you know? It was kind of like that when Tony Bellew and David Hay got injured. When Hay got injured, Bellew didn't look as good as he did before he got yeah, injured, yeah, yeah, do you know yeah. what I mean? Well, it's hard to fight an injured man, isn't it? It's hard to fight an injured man. I think at Bayonet was the same. It was like, got to the end, he won on points easy, but I was like, oh, can I... Why didn't he stop an injured man there? You know, where's Bayonet actually at? You know, yeah. is, he, is he genuine world class? Well, on Saturday night, he proved... He is 100% genuine world class. But not only that, he's got the skills, but he's got the bollocks to go a long way. And he's as 25, well. mate. He's scary. He's got another two, three years before scary. he peaks. Before he peaks. Unreal. Do you know what? Looking at that match now, obviously McDonald's got the solace thing going. But listen, if it can happen, make Paul Butler, make that fight. Because I would love to see Burnett versus Butler because it's the exact opposite of what Zanuck brings. Yeah. Butler isn't just going to pour forward just winging away shots. Yeah. Butler's a counter-puncher, works off the back foot as well. So let's see Burnett come forward now. Let's see be- something else that this kid's got. You know, Because Joe Gallagher goes berserk when we talk about Paul Butler and he says the ability the kid's got. Mm. We haven't seen one iota of it in the ring yet. Mm. If he's that good, and Burnett, for me, looks like the best in the divisions so far, going by performances. Going by that on Saturday night, you've got to say he's probably the best world champion at this weight division in the UK, just because he's unified the belt. You go, okay, you know, props to you. McDonald didn't look great last time out against Solace, very lucky. Uh, and Butler's obviously been waiting in the wings for so long. So now Burnett's at the top of the tree. Let's get it, let's get, let's get it popping, because by summer, we could have a undisputed, yeah, bantamweight champion of the world, being British. Mm. Um, on the chief support of the undercard, um, Ormond, I personally thought won the fight. There were a few people that disagree with me on the night because yeah. the way I, I was quite fortunate, I wasn't actually commentating on that fight. I just got to watch it, and I personally thought he was brilliant in the second half of the fight, and I thought he was robbed a little bit. Um, but at the end of the day, he's fighting a kid from uh, Belfast. You know what I mean? Sometimes you're not going to get a decision in, in in that situation. I know, but what, you know, he's from Dublin. Yeah, yeah, what two hours sh- down the road. What yeah. a load of shit that is, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? That a guy from Dublin can't get a fair crack in Belfast. I'll be honest, I thought it was a fucking horrific de- decision. Mm. I thought it was that bad. I had Ormond winning it by five or six rounds. I thought mm. he won that more convincingly than Bayonet did against Double Z. Um, you know, I think Highland was incredibly, incredibly lucky. And again, anywhere else in the world, he doesn't get that decision. I just feel for Ormond because... He's proved he still belongs, you know, up there. Like he's, do you not he's think, still got it. Do you not think that sometimes when you get dropped, and he got dropped early, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, in that fair fight. Round, Do you fair not think round. that sometimes when you get dropped, automatically people think, all oh, right, you're behind. You, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? You're inferior to the kid that's obviously just put you down. And then in that kind of skews their judging for about two or three rounds. Of course. Whereas he was instantly back in the fight. Yeah, yeah. He won the next two rounds. Yeah, he was instantly back in it. I thought Highland won. I, I give him the third, obviously, and I give him two in the middle somewhere, seven and eight or something like that. But the rest, you know, I thought Ormond pretty much closed the show. Like uh, mm. even, with, even with that knockdown, that 10-8 round, you know, four behind if you give him two other rounds. 
he's still winning. He's still winning six, eight rounds. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know, it's still quite a convincing victory. So I really feel for him. Do you know, to be honest with you, and I haven't really read anything about it in the aftermath, but for me, there's got to, that's got to be a rematch. That's got to be a rematch because for me, Highland lost that fight. He lost his unbeaten record. He lost the battle of, you know, let's face it, it was the IBF... Some pan Asian European, European nonsense, fucking yeah. um, nonsense belt, right? That's right. Um, what it was, it was the battle to see who's the best Irish lightweight, yeah. And for me, Oman got robbed of the decision, so they've got to go and do it again. Mm. Got to um, do it again. There's other fights on that undercard that I'm just going to leave because, um, on tomorrow's Radio City Talk Show, Nick will hopefully be conversing with Anthony Fowler, yeah, who uh went the distance. I said the distance, it was only a six round fight, but he's the uh, first time that he's uh, he's gone the full allocated rounds in uh, one of his fights, so we'll yeah. get stuck into that on tomorrow's show. I just want to talk about pretty the pretty boy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can read your mind. I just want to talk about the pretty boy. PBK, mate. baby. He's a joke. The kids Unbelievable. Are, kids are joke. Did you see him at the weigh-in, by the way, with his, uh, with his kicks? Uh, when he weighed in, he had his um, boxer shorts inside out, right? His Calvin Kleins were inside out, so therefore it read differently. And I think Eddie Earn was the person that pointed it out. It ruined him, mate. He was absolutely distraught. Young kid. Obviously, you know, we all due respect, a bit vain. Let's be honest, Josh. If you listen to the show, you know it's what I mean? pretty boy for I've, se- I've seen your Instagram pouting away, you fucker. What are you doing, <laughs> right? And it absolutely ruined him that he were on the scales with his kecks inside out. And he was thinking about it all the way up to the start of his fight. Anyway, that aside, when he gets in the ring, when the first bell goes, mate, he's somewhere else is this kid. Do you think he's ever watched Nazim Ahmed? Do you think he's ever yeah. watched him? Just the way... He's got that unorthodox defence. Now, listen, let's not get carried away. People are going to text me now going, have you just compared him to Nazi? Listen, calm calm down. I'm just saying there's a style there with his defence, not necessarily his attack, but with his defence, the way that he comes out the side in really weird angles and drops his hands really low and just kind of just relies on ref- reflexes to dodge a lot of yeah. incoming shots. There's something really... I love that type of fighting, me, mate. I love showmanship, and he's got boatloads of it. He just seems to have all the time in the world when he's in the ring. Yeah, that's it. It looks like he moves in slow motion, and that's the sign of a great fighter, is the fact that he's never put into an uncomfortable position. He never looks like he's uh, reaching for anything. He never looks like he's stumbling over his feet going back. He just moves. It's like he's gliding on ice. Mm. He just floats around the ring, but... There's no, he cuts corners so well. His shot selection is fucking insane. In it, absolutely insane. He wastes absolutely nothing. And he's beating kids that have got unbeaten records. That guy was, that guy was the, Mex- the Mexican champion. Unbeaten records. Mexican. Everybody's foot has been unbeaten. Yeah, Mexican middleweight champion. He's just fucking absolutely danced all over. It's crazy. I've got family who live up in Sunderland and stuff like that, and I mentioned them to them, and they were like, "Don't know who he is." I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Wow. This kid's going to be the greatest boxer Sunderland has ever produced. Yeah, man. You know what I mean? He looks the business. And for me, what's, what's even more exciting is the fact that he's in this welterweight, super welterweight mix yeah. in the UK, which is just fucking absolutely action-packed already. You know, they're already talking about a potential fight with Ashley Fiathane. He's been offered it. Well, Fiathane's been offered it. There's no way Fiathane's going to take it because too dangerous who the fuck needs this kid but how, how are they going to match him you know who would you get him in with you know the way he looks at the moment you're already thinking okay this guy's gonna have to fight for a british title yeah yeah well adam booth at the weekend has said he wants a world rank top 20 top 30 fighter next has to be top 20 top 30 because there's no point in him messing about there's no, no test now for him at this level yeah he's had a little bit of a dance he's got used to obviously fighting in the big arenas under the lights on the tv all that type of stuff now it's a case of going through the gears because 
According to Adam Booth, and then, okay, all trends are a little bit biased towards the fighters, but according to Adam Booth, we have seen nothing that this kid can do yet. Yeah, exactly. And that, he said can, he's having harder spars. I can believe that as well. I would pay to go to their gym and watch the spars, put it that way. I, I would actually fucking pay to go to their gym. To be honest, I'd pay to watch this kid train. Yeah. I'd pay just to watch him in the gym. And that's not like some homoerotic shout or anything. <laughs> it is. It's just it the is. fact that... <laughs> it's the way... It, I'd love to see him go through his routine because... His, his footwork is fucking exemplary for such a young guy. I know he's come through the GB setup and everything else. He's very well schooled. But this kid's just got something a bit special. And it's the fact that he controls his heart rate in there. He doesn't panic. Yeah. I say he doesn't overreach for anything. He doesn't look like he's got that agency where... You know, there's all that pent up. Like, let's compare them then to Fowler. Obviously. Fowler looked like he was. He Fowler wanted to take like, his kid out. He does. He, he, he gets it was on there, his mind. Yeah, he's charged up. He's bouncing everywhere, and he wants to run through people. You know, he he, he lives up to his moniker, the machine. That's how he fights. But this kid's the opposite of that. This kid's like fucking chocolate. He's just smooth, isn't he? Yeah. And he's just but he's potentially even more deadly because you don't see the shit coming. He looks like he's out of range and then suddenly he lo- throws like a looping left uppercut and a right hand over the top. And you've gone. Me- Mexican national champion at the weekend's like, what the fuck is this kid? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a two-fight novice. Who the fuck set this one up? The only thing that might fall down on him, right? And and, and to be fair, I caught him on the hop a little bit because I, I tried to, well, I did speak to him during the Ryan Burnett fight. So obviously it's his mate. He's keeping his eye on his pal. He knows that the fight's quite tense. I think I spoke to him around about nine, round 10 or something like that. And they, and it's quite tense. And I whacked a microphone on his face, right? He does seem quite a shy kid, yeah. I'll be honest with you. So for all the brash things that you see inside the ring, all the brash things that I see on Instagram, yeah. all those types of things doesn't really... It's not coherent with his personality, yeah, really, yeah. if I'm honest. Of course. There seems to, he seems, I don't really like the telly, I don't really like doing the interviews, yeah. he's very one-word answer. His, all f- that. his post-fight interview was very much like that as right. well. Well, that's how he comes across. I mean, he's only young and he's only just learning this game, right? Now, obviously, me mentioning Naz's name, Naz had the lot. So he could do it in the ring, he'd yeah. chat the crap outside the ring, yeah. he would make you just fall in love or hate him and you'd want to go and watch his fights. That just might be, just might be the thing that he just falls down on. Yeah, you yeah. can be as flashy as you want, but for me, you've got to have that little bit of je ne sais quoi outside the ring as well. Of course. And be- and this is, the, you know, I'm not having a go at him. Mm-hmm. Maybe he just needs to work on... He's only a young lad, yeah, isn't he? Yeah, <clears throat> being media savvy, maybe giving that sound bite, saying the X, Y, and Z, you know what yeah. I mean? Just to get people going, fucking hell, he's a bit of, he's a bit of something, you know what I mean? Because yeah. as we've said, You've got to kind of make noise. If you want to get to the top levels and make people fall in love and want to pay pay-per-view money for you, which yep. this kid's got all the talent for pay-per-view money, you've got to make them fall in love with you as a person. And hopefully, Eddie's working on it with him to, yeah. to do the media side of stuff. Well, Adam Booth, you know, look at the boxes he's produced previously. Oh, he's got some good ones, yeah. David yeah, yeah. A, George Groves, fucking yeah, yeah. guys who are really good Even talkers. Burnett's good. Burnett's so, a good talker. Yeah. So he gets it, you know, so I'm sure he will be working on it. He may just have a quiet personality, but maybe that explains why, you know, family and friends up in the Northeast don't really know who this kid is because he isn't media savvy, he isn't doing a lot of media because he's not great at media. Yeah. But it'll come. With that much talent, it will come. Inevitably, he will get comfortable in, with a microphone in his face because... People are going to be putting microphones in his face for a very long time. No, he was absolutely sensational at the weekend. Uh, that was Belfast, right? So bear in mind, I'm uh, obviously in Belfast watching that, knowing full well that there's other things going on, including our mate Darren Till, yeah. which is over on our UFC show. Make sure you subscribe, all right? Fightdisciples.com. So I've got screens everywhere, mate, right? I'm trying to commentate on a fight in front of me. I'm watching that on the screen. I've got iPads out. I've got phones out. You name it. I'm watching. I'm trying to watch everything because 
my prospect of the year. <laughs> my prospect of the year, Jack Catterall, uh, is taking on Tyrone Nurse uh, for uh, a Lonsdale belt at the weekend. Jack, if you listen to the show, I'm, I'm so sorry I couldn't be there, mate, but you know what I mean. Leeds wouldn't pay me Belfast Wood, so that's that's basically where my soul's at. Uh, but over in Leeds, Jack Catterall's taking on Tyrone Nurse. Um, and I'm watching it half arsed. I've watched it again since yesterday. Yeah. The fight wasn't fireworks. It no. wasn't. It wasn't all there. No. Um, it was. Sp- I don't know if it was spoiled with the styles. I, I, I don't know how I, how to analyze it really. However, I think the majority of people. I would like to think the majority of people would categorically say that Jack won that. Oh yeah, and won that well. Yeah. Even though it wasn't the greatest fight in the world to watch. Of course, yeah. Well, I ended up watching it because obviously I knew you were in Belfast. I watched that live and then was flick. It was on after. Yeah, yeah. It was on during the same fight as Burnett. It was yeah. on at the same time and then it was Warrington was on a bit later. Yeah, on, it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was watching the Cattle fight because I was trying to keep you informed because I knew you were watching the Burnett fight and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, I thought once Jack got into a bit of a rhythm, you know, he started clocking up rounds. It was very comfortable down, down the stretch. There was no point where I was like... In going into the last three or four rounds, I thought, well, Nurse needs to stop him now or needs a big knockdown. And, and obviously, Tyron never has hasn't, got that, him, hasn't no. got that in him. So we knew that wasn't going to happen. For a but... slick boxer, he's got a beat up face as Tyron on there, Sonny. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. I think he's the slickest boxer with a flat nose that I've ever seen in my entire <laughs> life. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But the. the uh... I think the performance from Jack is good. I think it's one of them where you just want to get it out the way. Yeah. Tyron Nurse is going to make anyone look... Mate, he's all that's horrible. Why, he's wrong that, for everybody. That's why, he's, that's why he's been so successful. He's fucking wrong. You yeah. know, everything he does is wrong. Like mm. he's, he's got that slick style. He can make you look a fool. But Jack kept his, kept his head on, kept working away, yeah. kept plugging away, building up rounds. Surely massive, mate. Surely that's massive. It. Taking over. And, you know, I, th- I think, to be honest, I've been impressed with Jack Catterall this year. I think he really came on in the Gethin fight. He got Gethin just at the right time. Mm. And I think Nurse has come into this fight with a reputation and he's took that reputation away from him. So, mm. exciting. So, um, at the start of the year, we made our prospect shouts, didn't we? 2017 yeah. prospect shouts. You went Robbie Davis Jr. I went Jack Catterall. Yeah. Right? So, off the back of that Jack Catterall win at the weekend, I've obviously got inside Eddie Earns ears just to give him a nudge, you know what I mean? Give him a little bit of a toot. And he says that he's looking to do Robbie Davis Jr. or Hara Davis. Mm-hmm. Winner of that, hopefully then, might get a shot at Jack Catterall. For the British title. Okay, that hey, makes sense. Hey, come makes on, sense. Sunshine. That's a bit of something, isn't it? I'm sure Robbie Davis would jump at the chance to have a, a bit of a ding-dong with O'Hara, wouldn't he? Yeah, definitely, yeah. I think Robbie would jump at the chance to fight Jack Catterall as well. Yeah, of course. Away for the British as well. So there's a good little click there, you know. There's, a, there's quite a few good little super lightweights all on a similar level. Uh, we predicted at the start of the year, though, didn't we? We predicted at the start of the year that your boy and my boy might end up in the ring together. I know, but it looks like it could be the new year now. Probably the start of 2018. It'd be yeah. class, though, wouldn't it? It'd be class if O'Hara went, nah, nah, not, that's not for me. So they went, okay, Robbie Davis, Jack Cattle. What a way to start 2018 that would be. Well, they're actually looking, um, again, just chatting at the weekend, to do a December show. Right in the first weekend um, of December, they're looking to do a December show in Liverpool. Oh, wow, okay. So there you go. Something could be there, you know what I mean? Robbie being... Uh, a scouser, Jack just being from down the road. Yeah. Could be Fingers something crossed. on that. Could be something on there. Anyway, we'll keep you up to date with that um, a little bit later on. But the top of the bill, because I managed to get to watch this because everything had finished yep. uh, where I Belfast, was. Belfast, yeah. So we had the screens on having a little bit of a nausea at this. Josh Warrington um, taking on Dennis Seelan. And I'll tell you something, right? I didn't think he had it in him. I'm going to be honest with you, mate. How many times have I called him pillow fists? Yeah, exactly. Josh, yeah. I owe my hands up, man. I'm so, so sorry. Because at the end of the day, you've got unbelievable support. That that Leeds crowd come out for this kid big time. Yeah. And I've always said, if he just had power, yeah. if he just had stop one punch or even TKO power, you know what I mean? If he just had that, of course. this 
could be astronomical for the lad. Yeah. Hold my hands up, mate. Fair play. Tenth round stoppage was absolutely tremendous from what I saw. The stoppage was. Yeah, the, the fight was shit. The I'm, previous fucking nine rounds yeah, were hard way. Like, yeah, but he, hard way. But he stopped his man. He did, yeah, yeah. He made a statement. You know, listen, if that goes twelve, then I'm not I'm not getting excited about it. But now he stopped his man. Yeah. He said made the statement. And he's become mandatory for Lee Selby. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He needed a stoppage for us to get excited about the Lee Selby. Because now there's an air of jeopardy in the air. Second, he's got second stoppage in three fights as yeah, well. He's got oh, he's got some it. He's, he's got some it. Can volume, he yeah. can he catch Lee Selby? Doubt it, but can he catch him? Yeah. So therefore the, now there's a com- a genuine conversation about that fight. Of course. Well, listen, we we've spoke about uh Josh many times and you know, we, we see this Ricky Hatton potential that he's got. The problem he's always going to have is how can he get a belt around his waist because we don't believe he's got the power to hurt anybody. But he's getting stoppages now. His two of his last three fights, as I say, mm-hmm. last three wins have been via stoppage. So we've got to start giving him props, got to start giving him respect. And you know what he needs? He needs a fucking title fight now. Okay, mm-hmm. well, let's stop pissing about. It's time now. You're 26 and 0. You know, he's got, okay, only six of those are by stoppage, but what are we going to do? Just keep keep watching him fight these international fighters forever? He's got to get a world title fight next. Surely this is why he left Eddie Earn to go with Frank Warren. Well, he's now mandatory for the IBF. Cl- uh, so with, they've got to make Selby. that happen. So mm. they've got to make that happen for him. Put now. your hand in your pocket, Frank. Let's make that happen. He's yeah? got to. He's got to get BT Sport to jump behind it. They've got to see what's going on there. And you know what? It's crying out for it. Ellen Road Stadium. You know, early at the as soon as the football season finishes, bang it on in Leeds Stadium. I'm sure Lee Selby will have no problems travelling whatsoever. This is the thing I find with Josh Warrington as well. He's right up there. He's highly ranked. He's now number one contender for that belt. But you show me a world champion in this featherweight division that isn't going to go Warrington record six knockouts in twenty six. Not a problem. They will fucking jump at it because they won't see him as a threat. Yeah, yeah. So they will fancy that fight because I can just walk through him. And, and there's money there because shots. he has a massive fan base. And the money's base. there because of the massive fan base, potential stadium fight. Mm. I think he will get a world title fight. Whether he wins it is another matter because I think at that very top top level, if you yeah, haven't Selby's, got Selby's a, joke, a big dig. Yeah, yeah. And Selby, for me, you're right, he is a joke. I think he's a fucking outstanding boxer. Yeah. Um, but... Josh has beat 26 men that they've put in front of him. What mm. else can Josh do? Yeah, yeah. Except keep put, knocking out whoever they keep stopping, no, winning whoever they put in front of him. So respect them for the finish. It was hard work getting there, though. I was at home. It was one of those fights where you're like, you know, it'd been a good night. There'd been a lot of stoppages across three or four different fights. Well, four, the, the World Boxing Super Series was later on. But so far on the night, I was sitting at home surrounded by remote controls and iPads and shit like that. Bottle of Jack Daniels. And I'm just like, bam, 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 here, there and everywhere. And it all kind of built to a crescendo. And it was like, okay, that's UFC's finished. Belfast's finished. Josh Warrington's just started. Perfect. You've got my undivided attention, Josh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And by round three, I was like, so Twitter? Okay, let's have a look at <laughs> social media. And unfortunately, that's that's what Josh Warrington fights a bit like. Mm. He's a bit like the Terry Flanagan of this weight class. If you're um, wondering why Nick was actually at home when on last week's UFC show, he told you that he'd be somewhere else, make sure you are subscribing to our podcast because that story is on our UFC show this week with Darren Till. All right, uh, it's available at Fight Disciples, fightdisciples.com. Go there, hit the subscribe button, and you'll get another show. It's available now, you don't have to wait till Thursday, it's there for you right now. Go and get stuck into it. Um, and you, you can choose what to do. You can either feel sorry for Nick or you can laugh at Nick. It's totally up to you. I'm, I'm easy with it. I'm easy with it. All right, <laughs> I'll just leave you. I'll just leave you to get stuck in. Uh, did you catch any of that stuff on Friday night, by the way, on Dev? Oh, god, what right in, in essence. The fight, George Joyce, uh, Ian Lewison, fantastic. I kind of like that. Elite amateur, get him in, real yeah. tough test, first up, love it, right? Yeah. 
obviously then you've got the the pantomime villain that is MVP, Michael Venom Page from the world of uh, mixed martial arts, making his boxing debut. Uh, and then you've got the Scottish kid, Willie Hutchinson, um, also um, fighting on this card as well, right? Now, it's all free to wear on dev. We love that. Tick, tick, tick. Yeah. The only thing is, right, the only thing is, and I know that I bigged you up at the start of this podcast, Mr. Hay, right? I know I did. Because last week we got on like a house on fire. But then I watched that on Friday night and I thought, stop making it about you. Yeah. You're the promoter. You can make a few quid out of all these lads and manage them in the right direction and all this type of stuff. But it's just a vehicle for your celebrity. That's how I viewed it on Friday night. Yep. And I was like, mate, come on. Just go into the back, stand in the background. Yeah, it's all right having Eubank Jr. there making comments or whatever, another fighter or whatever. All that, that's cool. Mm-hmm. But sometimes you just need to step out the limelight to put the limelight on some other guys, and it didn't feel like that at the weekend. No, it never does when David Hay promotes shows. He's never been like that. Whenever he's promoted cards throughout his Haymaker promotions run, uh, this is obviously its second or third guys that will under now this Haymaker ring, ring star, ring star or With, whatever it is. Yeah, right? Richard Jeff, yeah. Um, it is about it is all about him, unfortunately. And uh, you know, I, I had that on on Friday night, and I've got to be honest, the fucking Red Dwarf season twelve episode two that we immediately followed it was far more entertaining and just as fucking comical, to be honest. Um, Joe Joyce, I like that debut against the former, you know, former champion Ian Lewis and stuff like that. Only, Respect. That's why I tuned in to watch that fight. Can I just point out only um, in boxing? Can you get a kid from Brixton, Ian Lewison, yeah. as the former Asia-Pacific champion? Eh? Only in boxing can you get that. How, how does that even happen? Fucking fast, honestly. <laughs> Must have went down on his Aldi's or something <laughs> at some stage. But yeah, the rest of the card, listen, it's, I, I don't even want to talk about it. Can we not, can we not go back to can we go back to Leeds? Because I, want I wanted to talk about Zelfa Barrett's performance. Great I wanted performance. to talk about um, JJ Metcalf's performance as well. So both of them are outstanding. Are you sacking off the, the, the oh, that's it. I'm not talking about it no more shit. <laughs> we pay, listen, I'll pay props to Joe Joyce, but the rest of it, no shit. Red Dwarf season 12, episode three was more fucking entertaining. That was not a joke. Okay. Uh, okay, then back to Leeds. Bear in mind, it was Friday night and I was not in the best of moods Friday night oh, anyway. No, no, no. That's on the Not the in UFC. the best of moods. That's on the UFC show. All right. So, so <clears throat> but yeah, Zelfa Barrett, I thought the super featherweight won the English title. Chris Conwell, uh, I thought he was excellent, to be honest. He looks like a. Best I've seen Zelfa. Very much so, yeah. That weird squared shorts, which I hate. Uh, do you know why? Because the entertainer himself put me off them shorts for years. Mm. Johnny Nelson. How many times did I sit ringside for Johnny, the entertainer, Defenders WBO belt? <laughs> In one of them skate shorts. I love Johnny Nelson to bits. Great pundit, fantastic yeah, yeah. personality. Early on in his career, he was great. Later on in his career, he was fucking boring as sin. So whenever I see those skate shorts, Alfred, oh, here we go. Here we go. Another flash in the pan. Um, but, but that's I his nickname, the flash, in it? Yeah. I, I thought he was great. I thought he looked great and I really enjoyed it. And then the other fight, JJ Metcalf against Damon Jones. Fuck me, what a cracking fight that was. That was like Damon, that was like a nice, big, tall boxer in Damon Jones. With only one loss on his record, and that was up at middleweight, British title fight. Thinking he was like, right, okay, I'll take this young thug on kind of thing. JJ Metcalf, fuck me, chip off the old block. Shane Neary's son. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fights like he's come out of 1950s New York. <laughs> Don't he? Black boots, black shorts, head down. Get me head on your chest and I'm just going to wing away, son. See if you can take this. And, you know, I was fascinated by that fight because I know Jay. You know, I know the family, obviously. Um and uh, I, I was just engrossed by it because he puts that much pressure on. He wings away with such heavy hands. And yet there was a few cheeky low blows went in, the odd elbow. You know, he got warm for yeah. for low blows once or twice. But 
listen, come on, this is not a pillow contest. This is fucking fighting, you know what I mean? Mm. You, you get in there, you're going to get hit at the end of the day. People are going to throw shots. So I thought it was a great performance. I would love to see him now fight for that British title. I think he's earned it. I yeah? Think, I think he's earned it. He's, he's got himself to a situation. JJ's problem has always been... Um, promotion I suppose and, and people being aware of what he's doing I mean this is a kid that's just been ticking along on Box Nation you know yeah. now there's an opportunity with this he was one of our guys wasn't he when we were looking at that BT deal when it came out we were saying these are the kids now that will have the spotlight thrown on them and it's, it's sink or swim time because they've got to make it sing now the only yeah. problem with JJ is he's such a sweet lovely kid he ain't, he ain't that type of guy that we were talking about with Josh Kelly before you know what I mean he's not the type of guy to shout his mouth off he's not the type of guy no to say X, Y, and Z, he probably needs maybe Derry to get in there with him and uh, and start shouting his mouth off for him because he, I don't think it's in his makeup. No, but it was never really in in, in Shay's makeup either when yeah. he was when and he was the king of ITV boxing for mm. a little spell there, you know. And uh, but he was never the most vocal. He just let his actions speak speak for him. And I think JJ could kind of do the same thing because it was the same. They did an interview with him on Box on it was Box Nation this fight before it went to BT. And they did an interview with him at ringside, and it was fucking uncomfortable. And we've had him in the studio, you know. Yeah, he's he's a not quiet kid. He's not comfortable in front of cameras, even wheels, microphones, and even stuff. wheels. Yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. And I've known Jay for years. So, uh, but at the end of the day, this kid's earned his shot at a British title. That was a final eliminated. Obviously, we've got Liam Williams and Liam Smith going head to head, but mm-hmm. that's basically a, a WBO world title a final eliminator. Mm-hmm. Um, I've heard that, that the winner of that fight will definitely fight for the belt that will be vacated by Cotto by once Cotto. he finishes up against the Saddam Ali. Yep. So chances are the, the loser of that fight comes into a potential fight with Jay Metcalf. Wicked. Um, do, uh, World Boxing Super Series. I've only caught up on this this oh, morning, mate. mate. I've only caught. There's been that mate. much boxing this week. It's, I've only just caught up on this. Motherfucking body shot. So you got. Oh. You love it, don't you? Oh. So the semi-finals, just in case you're un, unsure in the cruiserweight division. Usyk Bredis, great wow. fight. Usyk, uh, listen, we love Usyk. Can't see past him, but Bredis will give him fight. a test. Yeah, fight. absolutely. And then you've got um, Gasiev, who everybody's going absolutely batshit crazy for after the weekend, and yeah. rightfully so. Uh, but Dortikos, the Cuban, who caused a tiny little bit of an upset in his quarterfinal, that's a fight, man, because both of those guys have heavy, heavy, heavy hands. Yeah. Anybody could go in that, but I'll tip Gassiev. I'm going to go at Usyk Gassiev for the final out of the semifinals. Yeah, I, I agree with you completely. And uh, Gassiev at the weekend, I was I was so impressed. Two weeks ago, was it, when the Cuban fought? when. The, and I, I just thought, okay, he's going to take some stopping in the semi-finals. But then Gassiev at the weekend, um, that was brilliant. It was just unreal, unreal. And I, I know that you know, out of out of all the guys in this cruiserweight tournament, uh, Lodacek was probably the the one that people were going, okay, he's a little bit damaged goods. He's lost before. He's been stopped, and uh, but he's a fucking gunslinger himself. So again, I was like, this is this is just going to be explosive fireworks. But for me, Gassiev just completely controlled it because I think the way the way he throws his shots he moves so well he, you can see trains alongside Golovkin because yeah. of the way he throws his shots and the mm. way he moves as well it's very very similar just like a bigger version but that finish he threw that um, he threw that left it was a left uppercut overhand right combination and he must he threw it in the second round and he threw it in the third round and twice uh, check was damaged by it and it was a left uppercut over right over the top and he hit him twice with it mm. and the finish he gets him up against the ropes throws the left uppercut as soon as he lands the left uppercut check goes lifts his guard up oh fucking know what's coming but this time he switches straight to the left hook to the body and that's what kills him and I was like fucking hell 
Mate, that is the shit. So you've let him taste that combination twice. Left uppercut, right hand. Left uppercut, right hand. So you hit him with the left uppercut and he goes, <gasps> here comes the right hand. And instead he switches it left to the body. It was like a, it was like a computer game. It was like the corner were playing him like a computer game. Mm. And I was just like, you know, by then I was half cut. I'm standing up in my living room. Fucking bravo. <laughs> bravo. I appreciate what you've just done, son. And a lot of checks literally face planted in the middle of the canvas. Mm. Oh, it was tremendous. Tremendous. Unbelievable semi final setup for uh, January, February, the World Boxing Super Series in the Cruiserweight division. And obviously, uh, next week. Someone's O's are gotta go. Absolutely. I mean, there's, there's, the stat that you uh, sent me was unbelievable. Something like 85 fights. 75 knockouts, zero, zero defeats. between all four of them. That's crazy. Fucking hell. It's unbelievable. Unbelievable. Listen, I think we need to do it. I think we need to say to Sowlands and everybody else involved with the Wilt Boxing yeah, Super Series. Golf clap. Bravo! You got a golf clap on Bravo! That. Yeah, it was very good. Uh, next week, of course, it will be Super Middleweights. Bremer versus Rob Brandt. Uh, yep. Winner of that takes on Callum Smith in the semi-final. Um, I personally think it will be Bremer and then because of that Callum Smith is going to have to go to Germany, Germany. because yeah. obviously we've got Groves and Eubank and they're not going to have two semi-finals in the UK so that's no. a tough test for Callum mainly because it's an away day for him yeah exactly he's been a champion at light heavy hasn't he Bremer so it will be a tough one uh, I think Bremer's probably a little bit past his best now but then again let's not rule out Rob Brandt if any, if this tournament has proved anything to us it's that it's fucking brilliant mm. and anything can kind of happen and yes it's kind of followed how we would have thought by now. I don't think anybody in but the now unseeded get, side. No, now it gets now, spicy. Now it's this four, you know, it's just the seeds left. So we haven't really had a big upset yet. I'm not saying Brand beating them would be a big upset, but it would certainly be the first real upset of the tournament. Yeah. We, that's what the tournament's missing, an upset. Someone that's come in and going to go, okay, well, he's, he's unseeded. He ain't going to win it. We haven't got nobody like that left in the mix. The cruisers now, I think the four cruisers left were the four seeded cruisers. And three of the four super middles left are the, are the seeds. So likewise, if Bremer wins, then we've only got the seeded guys left. Fuck me, the semis are going to be a are going to be a bit of a joke. But I don't know. Just don't rule out Brandt just yet. Just I, I just think we've got a little twist in this tale. Yeah, I'm enjoying this tournament so much, though, man. Fucking hell. Champions League of Boxing. They said they were going to deliver it like, and they have, to be fair. You're listening to the Fight Disciples podcast. I uh, ordered myself a new jacket yesterday, you know? Off Luke? Of course it was off Luke. Of course. However, I did try to get a freebie and they told me to piss off. <laughs> <laughs> so we've given you a cord. Jog on. Stop ringing me. <laughs> Leave us alone. No, what it was, right? Because we, uh, we did the UFC show, didn't we? And we were all kitted up in all our Luke uh-huh. gear. So I kept sending them videos. Look at this. Look at this. 50,000 downloads. 100,000 downloads. 200,000 downloads. Look at this. Your brand's everywhere. Yeah. Can I have a free coat? <laughs> <laughs> so the geezer who's in charge of the market, marketing, Martin, he's a top fella. He listens to the show. Martin, cheers, mate. Sorry for being a cheeky bastard. I've used the 15% off. I've ordered yeah, myself yeah. a new Got coat. It yeah, it's due in tomorrow. So uh, I'll be I'll be kitted up uh, for the weekend. Um, if you're wondering what we're talking about, we've got a clothing partner, Luke uh, Roper Clothing. They do a sport range. They oh, do a... Look at the two of us sitting in our Luke We have got the Luke gear on. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. So, so you can get online. They've got loads of stuff on there and they're currently working on a Fight Disciples range. We've had some uh, texts and emails from people in other parts of the world asking if they deliver internationally because they're waiting for the Fight Disciples range to come out. Yes is the answer. They will do that. I think it's four quid for mm-hmm. the delivery delivery or something I, I was asking him the other day uh, so if you go on their website luke1977.com that's the website 
Use this code. I know it works because I used it myself yesterday. FDLR15. You'll get 15% off uh, at the checkout. All right. It's well worth having a bit of a nosy. FDLR15. And they've got loads of top clubber on yeah, there. Um, even, We've uh, been rapping about the sports range for a while now. But I looked in the other range the other day because I was looking for, for a pair of boots for myself for winter. And uh, not footy boots, a pair of like, leather boots. And um, man, fucking, they've got everything. Yeah, they've literally got everything. Yeah, yeah. But, but the thing is, you see, I also can get Luke from my missus because she works at very.co.uk. Oh, yeah. She gets 15% there. No, no, and no. And they no. Luke. Don't you dare. You better no, be no. using our I will, code yeah, because, that, because that makes them think that we're awesome, yeah. right? Don't be using the very code. Use the FDLR15 code. All, all I'm saying is if anybody's using the very code, yeah, that's don't. probably down to us as well. Right, yeah, so yeah. So the lads at Luke need to know. Yeah, yeah. I also like the website trying to upsell me stuff once I've got to check out. Nearly bought a beanie out yesterday. Did you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you imagine me with your beanie out? Well, to be fair, I need it with this bald head of mine. I'm just going to say, you better be careful in the winter. <laughs> keep that dome. Keep that dome warm. Nearly went in. Nearly went in. The, uh, yeah, I've, I've noticed now on Facebook, I'm, I'm constantly surrounded by Luke advertising on my Facebook. So mm. whatever those guys are doing, it's working. Well, it's because of the algorithm, mate. You're on that website that often. Obviously, yeah. Facebook's going, this lad likes a bit of Luke. Let's yeah. keep throwing him some stuff. That's why you're getting all the gear. Get him on there. They're not daft then, boys. Uh, like I said, Luke1977.com. Um, FDLR15. And thank you very much to all the people that spotted me on the TV at the weekend in the background of uh, Andy Lee's commentary for Sky, wearing me Luke Clobber. There yes, you go. Yes. Of course. That's what we do, don't we? That's right. If, we're good, if I know I'm going to be in the background of a shot, mate, I'll get the gear on, won't I? You know what I mean? Got to get the clobber on. Still won't get myself a free call, though, will I? <laughs> anyway. Uh, so make sure you're watching. They're uh, going to throw a beanie at in on this yeah. package, Well, this is what's going to happen, right? They know full well that I'm in Cardiff this weekend for yeah. the for the Joshua fight. So this is I'm going to get a cap or something like that or a, or a, or a bum bag. I'm going to get something, <laughs> aren't I? If, I can get, if you can get this oh, in the back man. of the shop. You might get something. So keep Please, an eye. Luke, you need to make a bum bag, a fanny pack. That's you it. You need to make one for Adam and he'll wear it on air. That's it. So if you could... If you, <laughs> I want to see you watch, in the background of a sky shot with a fanny pack on. So, so if you're watching the uh, Joshua <laughs> fight this weekend, just keep your eye in the background. of When they're doing interviews with the commentators on Sky, I'm normally sat right behind them. So just keep an eye on that. I'll have some. I'll have some tackle for you this week. I'll wear something dead bright. <laughs> uh, and speaking of which, that leads us on nicely. Principality Stadium. I'm going to be honest with you, mate. Uh, I'm a little bit gutted that it's not uh, Kubrat Pulev. Yeah. However, and there's going to be people giving me shit now for this because yeah. they think I'm in his pocket, right? But I'm going to just pay a little bit of a, a tribute to Eddie Hearn here, right? Now, calm down before you start texting and saying, get out of his ass, right? I'm just going to say something. This is a stroke of genius. So Eddie Hearn, when the fight was made with Kubrat Pulev, approach, yeah. knowing full well who the next in line was for the IBF, Carlos Takam, Approached Carlos Takam and his team. He said, listen, we're going to pay you a wage to train for the Joshua fight. You get on with it, train like the fight's going to happen, and we'll pay you to do it. Don't yep. sign any other fights. We're going to pay you to do that. On the off chance, Kubrat Pulev pulls out. And the yep. reason why he's done it is because if Pulev pulls out, IBF still have that mandatory situation there for Anthony Joshua, and therefore it kind of ties him up for another two, three months maybe, whilst Kubrat Pulev gets sorted and therefore, he, it delays the progress of 2018. The big money fights, maybe moving to a, a fight in America or something like that. So he's paid Takam to train for the fight. What happens? 11 days out, yep. Pulev pulls out. He has a quick word with the IBF. IBF said, yeah, okay, you can fight the next one down. Carlos Takam's there. He's training. He has a full camp. It's not an 11 days notice. So to get that out your heads, he's, he's been training properly for this. Yeah. Bish, bash, bosh. The deal, right? He told me at the weekend, the deal... He found out at 6 p.m. on the Tuesday that Pulev was out. Mm -hmm. 
by half past eight, the deal was done. That's amazing. That is absolutely amazing, isn't it? It is, but it just shows you the power of Anthony Joshua. Absolutely. And, no, listen, that's, take, not, that's not to take any any shine off Eddie Earn. You know, credit to Eddie Earn for going, you know what? Anthony Joshua is the biggest fish in the game right now. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to protect the investment in terms of and his this own investment. Eighty thousand seats sold. Of course, uh, that's a lot well, of money I mean. to lose, that's, isn't it? Well, that's the investment. You see, you got to protect that. Yeah. So you have a reserve guy on it on wages, just in case it makes sense. I, you know, but to also, the, yeah, but not just anybody to then get rid of that the IBF. Contender. Yeah, no, the IBF mandatory situation course, because yeah, then yeah, that yeah. moves out the way. Then. Because of the situation with Luis Ortiz, mm-hmm. there is no WBA uh, mandatory situation at this moment in time. Yeah. So Joshua, after this, he's a free, free boy. Who he wants. He's a free boy. He can do what the fuck he wants. He can go to America and have a little tune-up if he wants. Mm-hmm. He, well, he, obviously, when you unify, you're free anyway to be able to unify. It kind of overrides mandatory situations if people are on board with it. Yeah. Um, so, obviously, the Deontay Wilder fight's wide open for him. There's yeah. loads. Of, there's silly options now. He, yeah. has, he has a little bit of a free run for six or seven months. Well, I think he'd probably, uh, you know... I expect this fight to go early, um, and I expect them to to unify the belts next. I wouldn't be surprised now if uh, do you? If, I, if, I, if I Joe will... Parker got a unification fight at the start of the year. Yeah, maybe that would make sense. Just to kick 2018 off with another British fight, and then it's like right, okay, let's go to America now. But he's under so much pressure to go to America already. Listen, we I don't think he wants to, you know. Uh, we did some. Well, what, I did, we did some. You're selling out eighty thousand seater stadiums yeah. in fucking the UK. Yeah, Why the fuck do you want to go to America? Well, that's it. Because that, he doesn't want to go out of his comfort zone. Yeah. The problem is in America, the pay per view money in America is worth far more than it is here. And that's the reason why Eddie would want to take him there, but I don't think Josh wants to go. I don't think he wants to do it. But then Josh has also got to have the ambition to be like, okay, I want to be. How big does he want to be? Yeah, how big does he want to be? You know, right now I would probably say that Anthony Joshua is the biggest star in world boxing. Mm. Potential. Mm. He could be bigger. He could make more money than Mayweather. Yeah. He could be the first true billion-dollar fighter. He's got everything. And the fact that, you know, boxing's having a real resurgence right now, yeah, okay, you could probably count on one hand the mm. number of legit contenders he's got. But that's not his problem. Let's see where we are in two or three years' time because he's got a lot of time yet anyway. He's only a young guy. Let's see who comes out of the Olympic setup then. Let's see what America can produce by then when the American, you know, we talked about it before, when all these big six, eight African-American uh, college athletes start looking and going, shit, how much is he getting paid to fight? Fuck that, I'm going to go and box. I'm not going to go Screw NFL. the NBA, yeah, yeah, yeah. screw the NFL. I'm going to go and box. That's what America needs. America needs Anthony Joshua to become a star there, American boxing, just as much as we do. Mm. And I think it's a matter of time before he goes over there. I just think right now, this win this weekend... Get it locked down, three rounds, top, you know, I don't care what shape kind of tack them's in, this ain't going past three rounds, mm. four rounds. Mm. Um, and then I think, wouldn't be surprised if he chose Joe Parker early New Year and then away to America in the summer. Mm, I'd agree with that. Um, anyway, that's uh, this week in uh, in Cardiff. The under- I'm going to be honest with you, I'm a little bit disappointed with this. And, and, the, and the only- I'll give you the reasons why I'm disappointed with the undercard in a minute, all right? Uh, we've got Katie Taylor's world title fight. That's great for her. Yep. I'm, I'm anticipating that Katie Taylor is going to come through that sensational rise, obviously off the back of her amateur pedigree, uh, become world champion. We love Natasha Jonas as well. Yeah, get Natasha exci- doing it at the start of next year. Yeah, and then we've got a unification fight this time next year. I'm excited to see the champion Sanchez 
actually go in against Katie Taylor and me actually think, okay, this girl has got a chance because so far I've watched Katie Taylor against six women that have been like fucking... They've been shy. It's kind of like watching a Formula One race. She's in a Formula One car and they're driving a stock car. That's what it's looked like so far. I've had no real enjoyment yet from Katie Taylor's career. Mm. I can see it. I can fucking see why everyone's excited. I'm excited. Mm. She's stylistically, she's incredible. But the opponent level hasn't been there. I'm praying that I now am turned on to her in terms of boxing because Sanchez, she's going to hit a level where you go, okay, yeah. this is real competition now. Now I can see how amazing you are. If she blows this girl away and Sanchez looks like a novice like the last six have looked, I'm going to go, what the fuck do we do with women's boxing now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You want you want Sanchez to put it on. I want Sanchez it? to have a go, yeah. yeah. I want it to look good. Uh, a good fight on the undercard is Cal Yafai and Shorty Shida. We love Cal Yafai. But again, we've said on this show on many, many occasions, it's very, very difficult to get dead excited about the really small chaps. Yeah, uh, Cal is probably the most, the one that creates the most amount of excitement with the with the, with the tiny lads. I anticipate him to come through this, but it's a decent fight. It's a good fight. Mm. She does undefeated, 24-0, mate. You can't look past shit like that. Mm. Uh, not done much travelling in his time, but still, you know, I think it's a good fight for Cal. Mm. Now, Bullione Johnson, yeah? That for me, is the pick of the undercard. Yeah. I've got some news, though. It's not going to happen. Tough. Callum Johnson isn't well at this moment in time, right? Yeah. Now, we haven't officially had this uh, confirmed no. by match room or anything like that. So at this moment in time, as you're listening to this show, it's still officially on. But I know that Callum's not in the bed. It's be- definitely off or he's, he, it's touch and go. It's touch and go, right? And he's not in the... You, if you're going into this fight, you want to be 100%, don't you? Of course. You want to be 100% going into this uh, because it's a British championship fight. It's for the Lonsdale belt at, at uh, light heavyweight. Um, there's a, there's an opportunity to maybe throw somebody else in there, i.e. Hosea Burton, maybe. Mm-hmm. That'd be great. I doubt that Bullione will, fight, will, will take that fight on short notice. Um, so I fully anticipate that Bullione will continue to fight against someone that we uh, we haven't seen. Obviously, this is not official. I'm just telling you what I know from behind the scenes at this moment in time. Yeah, nothing's been released as of now. But ho- of- hopefully Callum, um, I don't know, overcomes um, his, uh, his illness. Maybe he's had a better weekend than uh, where we were at on Friday. Yeah. Uh, but it is fight week. You want to be 100%. You want to be absolutely tip-top going into this fight. But I fully anticipate that that fight might get pulled. Which would be a shame. Because that's the highlight of the undercard. For yeah, me. which would be a shame. Uh, I wonder if I wonder if Eddie's got it. The fact that they were talking about it the weekend means that means they've known Callum's been injured for a, uh, been sick for a couple of days. Yeah, yeah. Um, it now being Monday, so they've known at least since you'd hazard a guess Friday mm. that he that he's been ill, if not sooner. So hopefully they have been working on alternatives. Hopefully um, Frank Bullioni is aware that they're looking on alternative opponents and hopefully they can salvage something. But with it being a, a Commonwealth and British double title fight, yeah. don't be surprised now if they bring in a African or Australian and it's just for the Commonwealth belt. Mm. I think that's probably how they'll save this fight. You're right, I would love to see Hosea Burton or someone like that get it, but... It's you a know. massive risk at short notice, isn't it? It is, yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously, Anthony Yard would be sick. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine? Can that would imagine? be sick. But obviously, that that's a, absolutely no chance. There's more chance of me getting the fight than Anthony yeah, yeah, Yard. Yeah, but yeah. anyway. Anyway, uh, Dillian's on this undercard as well, mate. Yep. Mm. 
I'm not asked about Helenas. Couldn't give two fucks to be honest. He's going to knock him over. Well, I don't know. Helenas is no joke. No, he's not. Absolutely no joke. Like I remember this kid from the amateurs when he fought David Price and stuff like that. And he's decent. He's a decent operator. He should knock him if he wants Joshua. He needs to knock him over in two rounds. Guarantee million percent that doesn't happen. No, it doesn't. This is nine, ten rounds. This will, this will probably go the distance. Hopefully, White will, will slug it out. But you know, I, I'm not really asked about this fight to be honest with you. I couldn't really care less. I'm more mm. interested in seeing Dave Allen go back in with Len Roy Thomas for the uh, no, for the Commonwealth belt. I think that's going to be well fun. off the back of this. Off the back of this, all right. We we love the Papi Rhino. We love him, yeah. But there's a. There, <laughs> We're not kidding ourselves. He ain't going to be world champion. No, of course not. But this, if is he, a, this is his world title fight. Yeah, absolutely. And he had hard luck the first time around. He did. When he first did it. And because of what's happened, what I've just told you on that undercard, you look down that list, this is probably the one that stands out, isn't it? Yeah. The Probably the most competitive fight, would you yeah. say? <laughs> yeah, it probably is, yeah. Well, I don't know. I I, I honestly think Helenas is, is better than what you're giving him credit for. I wouldn't be surprised if Helenas beat Dillian White. Wouldn't surprise me. <sighs> Wouldn't surprise Where me. Where does that put Dill though? When after I don't that? know. I think he's fucking. I think it's a crazy fight for him to take. To be honest with you, I still don't know why this. The the what we should be talking about now is White Chisora too. That's what this what you should be buzzing about. Hmm. But for whatever reason, it's not happened. Hmm. Dillian White doesn't want it for whatever reason. That's it's not happening. And I think now, be careful what you wish for. I think he's jumped out of the frying pan and into the fire. Don't fucking bet against Helenas and telling you that's all I'm going to say. Look at this. You making predictions. Get on it. I'm just having a look at the odds. <laughs> <laughs> um, thank you very much uh, for listening to our boxing show. Don't forget, there is another show out. It's available right now. We've not we've not held it back for you because we had a special guest in the studio this week on our UFC show, Darren Till. Uh, so make sure you subscribe to us uh, via our website, fightdisciples.com. We're on all social medias, at Fight Disciples, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. There's loads to get stuck into this We're week. We're going to get some AJ stuff later in the week, aren't we? We're going to try. We're going to... Listen, have you seen his fucking entourage, mate? Well, listen, don't, I don't want Eddie Hearn can't even get close to him, so I'm gonna. I'm not even going to bloody get a chance. I, I, don't, I don't want his entourage. We want a, We want an AJ exclusive for the Fight Disciples. The chances of an AJ exclusive for the Fight Disciples. About as much as a Conor McGregor exclusive for Fuck the UFC Fuck me, show. mate. Have you seen his entourage now? Now, AJ's, obviously, AJ's big. He's a big deal. We know he's a big deal, right? He's and the he's biggest. A, and he, for and me, he's the biggest. Like, we need to do... Next week, in the aftermath of this knockout victory, we need to dedicate the show to how fucking big AJ actually is and his potential to be even bigger. Hmm. I am talking biggest star on the planet. Yeah. He's got that potential. We'll talk about that next week. I don't even think even AJ can get into his own dressing room. There's that many people in it. That's really? the, the, mate, it's crazy. The entourage is crazy. I'll tell you what I'll do, right? Get on our social media this week. When I'm down there, yeah. my, the whole of our social media will be about his entourage. I will keep you up to date with how who's doing what. Fucking some geezer's combing his hair, some guy's cutting his toenails, all this type of shit. It's that type of shit that's going down at, so, in, in Camp AJ at this moment in time. So I will I will attempt to paint the picture of the entourage. It's not just... A, don't get me wrong, there's some kids that have been there for a long period of time and they're his mates and that's all legit. But when you become the heavyweight champion of the world, you knock out Klitschko the way you knock out and all the marketing thing that is around him, all these uh, commercial deals, there's a lot of Klingons, man. There's a lot of dudes that want a piece of the pie. It's going to be interesting. I'm not saying it's happening this weekend, but it's going to be interesting when that kid gets beat, and this is heavyweight boxing, mm-hmm. he's going to... It will happen at some point, I would imagine. Maybe mm-hmm. not for the next three, four years. But when it happens, yeah. what happens to them guys? Where do they go? Yeah, Because you know what it's like? They'll go on to the next best thing. Who's the next boy? 
Is it Eubanks Jr.? Let's get on to him. Let's go and hang out with him now. Oh, AJ's flight. He got he got knocked out by Wilder. He ain't all that. You know what I mean? Bullshit is basically what it is. He is all that. Mate, I'm telling you he's all that. 19 and 0 with 19 KOs. No, no, I think we need to... This is why next week I want to dedicate the show to Anthony Joshua, just purely because I'm guilty of it. We're guilty of it. The country's guilty of it. We're guilty of taking this guy a little bit for granted. We're we're not appreciating the fact that he's 19 and 0 with 19 KOs. We talk about the pound for pound list all the time. Golovkin, Canelo, Andre Ward, Lomachenko. But we never mention AJ. Why do we not mention AJ? He's fucking 19 and 0 in 19 knockouts, about to be 20 with 20 knockouts. He's the undisputed heavyweight champion of the world, and we don't appreciate him. Next week, we're going to appreciate Calm him. Calm down, unified. Next he's week, not undisputed we're yet. Going to he's unified. Him. You, chill, you, all right, get in the bloody head of yourself. Deontay <laughs> will be on to us. You know that he listens to the show. We're going, hey, motherfucker! <laughs> anyway, make sure you subscribe to our uh, podcast. Fightdisciples.com is the website. We will catch you next time. Thank you for listening. If you like what you heard, subscribe via iTunes. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at caskers.com.